The Great Everything is brought to you by Superman Peanut Butter. Oh, yum. So fresh roasted, so creamy, so yummy. Fly me to the moon, Superman Peanut Butter. Your flavor is truly delectable. Superman Peanut Butter. Its strength is its great taste. Hey, nerds, it's Patrick here. You like Infinity War? Me too. Speaking of me too, you like women? You know, women. You're familiar with the concept. Women are basically like normal people, in many ways very similar to us men, except worse. You know what I'm talking about, you've seen all those black and white movies with those women always getting in trouble, and then they'll start crying, and Humphrey Bogart has to slap some sense into them, and when they try slapping Bogart, all he needs to do to win the fight is just give them a big kiss. Imagine getting defeated by a kiss, I mean, I'd like to see Bogart trying to pull that kiss move on a man-human, like Van Damme or Jason Statham, and get his ass kicked all the way back to Casablanca. Except, recently, there have been scientific studies that show that despite everything our mothers have taught us, women aren't really worse than guys at all. In fact, some of them are actually pretty awesome. I know what you're thinking. That's weird. If women are so cool, why is it that in all the stories, women are either tricking their husbands into eating some bad apple, or they're cutting off their lover's hair and getting them arrested by the Philistines, or they're starting genocidal wars between the Greeks and the Trojans, or in the best case, they're getting kidnapped, so now their boyfriend has to go out and fight some dragon. Why is that? Where's all the stories about the badass ladies, eh? Well, folks, it's your lucky day, because today I'm going to talk about one of those badass ladies, Captain Marvel. Earth's Mightiest Hero. Patrick brings a certain something to the conversation around philosophy that I particularly find fascinating. Can you dig it? Oh my god, Patrick, you crack me up. Can you dig it? You go from talking about, about religion and Yahweh to a song about the cult of Moloch. <laughs> That's fucking classic. Love it. Can you dig it? Hello humans, welcome to The Great Everything, the world's only podcast dedicated to art, donuts and transformation. I'm Patrick, a former banking lawyer who saw the light and quit to devote my existence to culture and philosophy, the greatest self-improvement tools of all. Great show today, man. Great show. You're always so busy creating all of this amazingness. Jeez, your show is just so stupid good. Okay, so it's officially the highest grossing summer blockbuster of all time, which means I'm going to assume that most of you have seen Avengers Infinity War. And if you haven't, I guess I'm just going to have to give a standard spoiler warning, because everyone's become such a big baby about spoilers these days. Like, suddenly the only reason we watch movies anymore is just to be surprised. I mean, seriously, what? You tell me you're not going to enjoy Romeo and Juliet now because you know how it ends? Spoiler? Anyway, Avengers spoilers. Everyone dies at the end! Well, not everyone, just half of them. And after half of everyone dies, there's a little scene right after the credits. And we get to see Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury getting a street-level visual on the mayhem caused by Thanos, you know, when he annihilated 50% of the sentient creatures in the universe. There's people screaming for their disappeared loved ones, driverless cars crashing into each other. It's chaos. And just before Fury, caught up in this cosmic holocaust, disappears himself, he manages to push a button on a little computer in his pocket, and that sends a message to someone. And before the screen goes black, we see a symbol beeping on the pager. You guessed it. It's the symbol of Captain Marvel. There's been a number of heroes who have gone by that name in the past decades. In fact, here's some nerd trivia for you. The first Captain Marvel was actually a DC character, teenager Billy Batson, who by saying the word Shazam would get struck by lightning and transform into a corny red-suited muscle man with the powers of the gods. 
Nowadays, he goes by the name Shazam. Anyway, the Captain Marvel we're talking about, the one who's going to join in the chaos in the next Avengers movie, is Carol Danvers, one of the most badass characters in the whole Marvel Universe. And I'm talking even without her Captain Marvel superpowers. Carol Danvers started her career as a fighter pilot for the US Air Force, one of their most talented and successful pilots of all time. So basically, she's a kick-ass soldier, a bit of a maverick. Imagine a female Hal Jordan. You know, Hal Jordan, he's Green Lantern from DC Comics. He's a fighter pilot too. Or perhaps if you're into Battlestar Galactica, imagine Starbuck. Carol Danvers is a kind of hybrid between Hal Jordan and Starbuck. She's also a superb military tactician. In this sense, she outranks Captain America. And in the comics, it's quite fun whenever they're fighting alongside each other and she'll jokingly pull rank on him. In some of the other versions, you know, like the Ultimate Universe, in addition to being in the military, Carol Danvers is also a supremely talented CIA operative working alongside S.H.I.E.L.D. in a bunch of covert missions. And in one of these missions, she was tasked with investigating a Dr. Lawson. And soon she discovers that Dr. Lawson is actually an alien called Marvel. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, comic books have some really dumbass naming conventions at times. But anyway, just go with it. This alien is called Marvel from a race known as the Kree. Now, if you're following the Marvel movies, you've come across the Kree before. You remember the bad guy in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Ronan the Accuser? He's a Kree. And the Kree have what you might call the standard package of superpowers. You know, they're strong, they're resistant, they're fast. But Marvel isn't a villain like Ronan the Accuser. He's actually a hero who goes by the pseudonym Captain Marvel. Yes, his name is Marvel and his superhero name is Captain Marvel. Anyway, he's the first Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe. Carol Danvers falls in love with Marvel and basically becomes his Lois Lane character, constantly getting in trouble and he has to go save her. And in one of these adventures, she's about to get killed by another alien, and he's using a machine called the Psyche Magnetron. The Psyche Magnetron explodes, and Captain Marvel shields her from the blast. But that blast, going through Marvel, grafts his Kree DNA onto Carol Danvers' human genes. And thus, she now has a genetic structure that is half human, half Kree. She's a hybrid, which means she also has Kree superpowers. A new woman, Carol Danvers, takes on the mantle of Miss Marvel and becomes Captain Marvel's lady sidekick. Miss Marvel's powers include flight, like Superman, super strength, she's really, really strong, kind of Thor level. She's very resistant, she's faster than the speed of sound, she can fly in space, and importantly, she can shoot energy beams from her fingertips like lasers coming out of her hands. What she can actually do is she can absorb energy blasts herself and reconvert the energy she's been hit with into a shock impact wave, as powerful in some cases as a nuclear weapon, so she's super powerful. And if that's not badass enough, she also has a kind of spider sense, you know, a seventh sense, she calls it, where she can tap into a universal consciousness. So kind of like a Mother Earth type character. In short, Carol Danvers is one of the most powerful characters in the entire Marvel Universe and easily the most powerful human. So she's pretty cool, right? Except Miss Marvel really wasn't that great of a character. Despite her awesome powers, she was always relegated to this B-list role, which was kind of hinted at by her patronizing title of Miss Marvel. 
and the adventures she got into were weird and just kind of demeaning and in some cases really creepy. Miss Marvel's low point came in Avengers issue number 200 where she discovered she was pregnant and didn't know how she got that way. It turns out she'd been kidnapped and brainwashed by a character called Marcus who basically pulled a Bill Cosby on her while she was out and left her pregnant with his own clone. Yeah, I know, comics, right? You know, for the kids. Anyway, these are the trials and tribulations of Miss Marvel. But in 2012, after the death of Marvel, Carol Danvers took on the mantle of Captain Marvel herself. And since then, she's really come into her own. She's been nothing but awesome. Written by Kelly Sue McConnick, the new Captain Marvel has been described as the Chuck Yeager of the Marvel Universe. So she's that maverick pilot badass character, she's tough, she's smart, she knows what she's doing and she won't take no for an answer. She's a hero who's been through a ton of trauma but isn't damaged by it but instead has emerged stronger because of it. And more importantly, in the new version, she's not just a victim of circumstances like, you know, the explosion that gave her her powers but actually she's someone who chooses it. So in the first McConnick storyline, Carol Danvers, she goes back in time, you know, comics, to the moment before that explosion. And there's a whole theme about how she's been struggling with her dual identity as a superhero and as a woman. And in the crucial moment before the explosion, Carol Danvers chooses this time to go through with it, accepting the Captain Marvel legacy and all the responsibilities that come with it. In other words, she's no longer the victim, but the maker of her choices. I think everyone would agree that the McConic run is the best version of Captain Marvel and I'd recommend starting here. So pick up the collected edition In Pursuit of Flight or Higher, Further, Faster, More where Captain Marvel teams up with the Guardians of the Galaxy and you'll get some of that sweet Captain Marvel action. And I really recommend you start reading here if you want to get familiar with the character before Brie Larson brings her to movie theaters next year. She'll be getting her own standalone Marvel movie as well as probably being the big hero who turns up in the next Avengers movie to kick his ass. So that's just a little introduction to Captain Marvel, a character who, let's face it, you're all going to be familiar with a year from now when she stars in two major movies. Hopefully by then you'll have had some time to delve into some of the comic lore because, you know, there really are some gems to be found there. Before I end this, I just want to say a few words about comic books in general. I see them as being our modern day equivalent of those old penny dreadful stories, you know, dime novels as they were known in the States, pulp magazines, the kind of publication where you'd read about pirates or cowboys, characters like Tarzan and Zorro and Buffalo Bill. But superheroes are also our modern mythology. You know how the ancient Greeks used to have adventure stories about the 12 labors of Hercules fighting giant lions or the many-headed serpent Hydra or you'd have Jason and the Argonauts and Theseus and Perseus fighting minotaurs and medusas. I mean, going on adventures and fighting monsters, that's a lot of what modern superheroes do too. But there's a big difference between Marvel and DC in this sense. See, DC's heroes are directly inspired by that mythology. Take Superman, right? The original superhero. He's a mix of Moses, you get the Moses part, right? He's a babe in the basket, rescued from certain doom, sent off to be raised by a different civilization. He's also Hercules because of the super strength and the archetypal hero aspect. And of course, he's Jesus. In the original movie, Marlon Brando, who played Superman's father, Jor-El, he said, speaking of the humans, it is for this reason above all, their capacity for good, I have sent them you, my only son. 
I mean, the parallels couldn't be more obvious, really. Batman, he's Hades, you know, the lord of the underworld, of course. Flash, the speedster, he's Mercury. You know, the original Flash even had a hat like the Roman god Mercury's. Wonder Woman, she's literally an Amazon from ancient Greek myth. Aquaman is Neptune, Poseidon, you know, he even has Neptune's trident as his weapon. And the list just goes on. Admittedly, I'm a little confused as to who Plastic Man is supposed to be, but you get the message. These are like a modern day pantheon of Greek gods. But Marvel is different. From the very beginning, Stan Lee wanted to create superheroes that were relatable. His characters weren't meant to be gods. They weren't meant to be higher than life ideals. They were human. They had to have human struggles, relationship issues. They had to have troubles paying the bills. So Peter Parker is a smart guy, but he's a bit of a fuck up. And Mary Jane Watson broke up with him. And the Hulk is haunted by split personality and his powers are like a curse, not a blessing. The X-Men, they're mutants in a world that distrusts mutants and at times actively hunts them. Tony Stark is a narcissist, and at one point he was an alcoholic. And sure, Thor is literally a god, but back when he was first created, even he, his alter ego, was some lame nerd who walks around on crutches. And Black Panther, I mean, you, you see him, he's all cool and rich, and he's the king of the wealthiest nation on earth, but he's black. See, nobody's perfect. I mean, that's a joke, but the point is that these are great heroes. They're great role models because they're so flawed, because they're so human. Role models need to be something recognizable. They need to be relatable. And that's why, despite my own anti-political correctness stance, representation really is important. And not representation for its own sake. It's not like we need a quota. You know, 20% of all superheroes have to be from China. Otherwise, it's not accurate. Fuck that. No, we need representation to give kids aspirations, to give them heroes that have that aspect of relatability, something that they can actually reach. And, you know, you can make a strong argument that this has little to do with race, and there's entire generations of white boys who wanted to be Bruce Lee, but it does have something to do with gender, I think. Because I can admire Wonder Woman, and I can aspire to her moral qualities, but it's really going to be an extra leap to imagine myself as Wonder Woman. And similarly, I think it is a leap for little girls, even the ones that love Batman, to imagine themselves as Batman. Because so many of Batman's characteristics are archetypally male, right? These superheroes, many of them are ultra males. Which is why we need great female superheroes. And great female superheroes have been lacking in Marvel. I mean, Scarlet Witch is barely a character at all. Gwyneth Paltrow is... She's Gwyneth Paltrow. And, you know, Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, she's got a couple of great scenes in The Avengers, admittedly. But ever since then, she's been little more than eye candy. You know, she's making doe eyes at Bruce Banner, and she had to snog Captain America that one time. So Marvel hasn't been doing great. Which is why it's so awesome that they're finally getting around to doing a movie about Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, a badass woman who happens to be the mightiest hero on Earth. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Great Everything. And if you like the show, there's a few ways you can help out. You can leave a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to this podcast. Or you can share it, embed it, talk about it on your podcast or write a blog about it. Or you could just add me on the various Twitters and Instagrams out there. But if you want to be a part of the conversation, you can call in using Anchor. Or you can look up The Great Everything on Facebook. I have a discussion group there where people talk about literally everything, from ethics to politics to Marvel movies. So if that's your thing, check it out. I hope I see you again here, there, or anywhere else, frankly. Until then, 
Grazie e arrivederci. Well, arrivederci Luigi.